So yesterday we covered the rise of Hadoop, and today I wanted to cover maybe the fall of it. Here's a discussion from two years ago about whether or not Hadoop is dead, dying, or still alive. And I just wanted to snapshot what it's like a little bit, and I'll come around with the final clip at the end uh, with a better explainer. So one of the things that uh, the industry has been talking about an awful lot is big data. And uh, that's uh, key to not just storage, but to the broader industry. Uh, you know, it's a data-driven world. And um, for the longest time, it seemed like Hadoop was where it's going to be at. You know, it seemed like that is the product that's going to rule the world. And uh, everything was going to support that. But, uh, you know, there's some dissenting opinions there. So why don't we just start off, uh, Brian, if you want to just give us a, a bit of the, the, the counter narrative there. Why do you think uh, Hadoop might not end up ruling the world? Yeah, well, I mean, my view is definitely that big data and modern analytics is very real and very much alive. But if you look at the Hadoop stack, this large collection of myriad tools and technologies, it's drowning under its own sort of complexity. And that particular set of choices is likely to uh, die off, just to be controversial. Aryan, do you agree? No, I don't. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> no, I think there's still a lot of customers that I'm with that are still, they either just invested in Hadoop or they are still going to invest in Hadoop. Um, so for them, Hadoop isn't that, and it will not be that in the near future. So I still think there's a lot of Hadoop going on, and um, yeah, it will be there for uh, the foreseeable future. And um, so that that's my vision on it. Well, I actually kind of agree with Brian, because first of all, I think there's a lot of complexity in Hadoop, right? Um, and if you look at the properties of how you want to actually work with the data, uh, whether it's actually on premises or you know in the cloud and so on and so forth, um, you have to really understand where the data should be processed, right? And Hadoop doesn't actually help itself in you know both sides of the cloud and on prem as well, right? So I think that um, you know, given the the implosion, given the companies that has invested in Hadoop and now has pulled back, you know, people like Caldera and such, right? They have even changed their HCFS, their MapReduce, their Yarn. So, you know, even if somebody actually who started the Hadoop kind of movement has actually pulled back, you know, really is really telling me that Hadoop is really going away. I think there's more data that's being uh, created by these companies and they're starting to look at how are we going to store that data, where are we going to place it? And people are coming across and finding Hadoop now and starting to implement it. Like Ion said, is that it is uh, there are companies now that are just implementing it. So I think it is not dead, and it might be revived again. So it's a zombie. It's the <laughs> yeah. Undead. I don't know. <laughs> well, just to to play off that a bit, I I certainly don't want to make it sound like the whole collection goes away, right? Mm -hmm. there, there's good technology that's been developed as part of this overall space, and so you'll see. Everything from data formats like Parquet and Orc that will absolutely live on. They're being used in lots and lots of you know, follow-on technologies. Uh, there are some of the scheduling logic and you know, frameworks that will live on. You see even AWS now building uh, you know, pretty high-scale data warehousing technologies on top of Hive and PrestoDB that they call uh, Athena that is essentially reusing technology that's come out of the Hadoop stack. So there's like an unbundling Mm -hmm. that comes and about choosing sort of the right, the winners of that technology, basically. 
Yes, but there's still the on-premises side of things. It's not like everything just goes into the cloud and, and, and will live there. There's still a lot of things going on on on-premises with the companies itself and they are implementing Hadoop. So there's still a lot of Hadoop going on. It might be that in multiple years that will shift a bit, but for now they're still doing it. So for me, Hadoop isn't that yet. Do you think it's going to be though? I mean, you say, you seem like you're, you're kind of... But everything changes, right? Yeah. It's, it's always, it's always been like that. So there will be change, of course, but um, companies investing in it right now, they will be probably doing that for the next four to five years at least. So in that time, um, they are really focused on what they're doing to their data with Hadoop. After that, I don't know, I cannot see, um, I don't have that crystal ball yet. Yeah. I ordered it at AWS as well, but it's not in yet. Yeah. Well, that's that's a service that they haven't yet introduced. Maybe next year. Yeah. Yeah, but I kind of disagree with that. Um, first thing is, uh, it's always a complexity, right? When you're actually looking at data, it could be on the cloud, could be on premises in the data center, and if you look at edge computing, where does Hadoop stand, right? If you look at edge. Hadoop doesn't have that kind of simplicity that reaches out to the edge, right? And we have a lot of devices, you have a lot of machines, vehicles that's out there. Hadoop doesn't help, right, by processing the data well enough, right, because it doesn't have the properties that is allowing it to, you know, reach out to the edge. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I find it that um, it's going to be a bit difficult for Hadoop to continue on. Yeah, there's there's a piece that uh, I've observed, you know, working with a lot of, of clients that that's you know, also moving beyond, there's an, a related topic here, which is moving beyond the concept of a data lake. So whether we, you know, agree or disagree that Hadoop, the set of technologies, one thing I feel strongly is we've gotten way past the point where we just think of this, hey, let's just dump data arbitrarily into this lake. You know, and the components that are really winning are, are blending streaming. So there's, there's performance data, there's structure to it. You know, there's this revival of very high-scale SQL data warehouses that's happening in this you know, space of high-scale machine data effectively. Um, and that is just sort of further pushing me to the belief that it really is about the simplicity of, of how do we create that set, because there's some really hard technical problems solving fast and large data. Yeah, but we said the same thing about mainframes, right? And they're still there. Well, I, I think that maybe there's like a spectrum of longevity here, right? So there's like, you know, like mainframe applications, which is, you know, everybody said was dead and is living on and on and on and will probably continue for another hundred years, right? There's, um, you know, things like, I mean, remember when Linux was dead, you know, yep. and then, and then, of course, that's not. And then, you know, oh, there's like Windows. Okay, that's you know, me coming back that in. That was a little debate a time, there. And I just have to say, them. if you're in and a position of having to compare your technology with mainframes and saying your technology is not dead, just like mainframes are not dead, uh, then you've really kind of lost the battle there because we're just talking about different, uh, different types of things and just arguing semantics. Um, five years ago, which is back, uh, right back to the Intricity podcast, uh, they actually started out calling the fact that Hadoop was dying. So this was five years after the f episode from yesterday, and then uh, five years ago from the time of podcasting, which is 2022. So this is 2017, and 
in Shisidi and Jared Halem, whose entire business is based on Hadoop Consulting, declaring the death at Hadoop. You've reached Intricity 101. All right, folks, thanks for joining us. Now, this is the video that got me so much hate mail. I mean, I got tons and tons of hate mail and uh, lots of people watched it. Um, this is really where we were starting to transition a lot of our video content over to LinkedIn. Uh, and I posted this on LinkedIn and literally got 50,000 people to reply to me and you know tell me how much they uh, were upset by the fact that I was proclaiming that Hadoop was dying. And uh, about a month ago, uh, literally the Hadoop, Apache Hadoop uh, stuff got you know, switched off. So, uh, so it really is true. And the stuff that is pointed out in the video, uh, it was kind of an early view into what was going to happen and, and it happened in spades. So, um, you know, it's hard to say I was right, but I was right. So <laughs> anyway, uh, take a look at this again, three years ago, this video came out. So I hope you enjoy. Hi, I'm Jared Hillam. All right. I know this is going to ruffle some feathers here, but why is Hadoop dying? It was once the darling of the corporate data management space. Boardroom meetings suddenly had line items about big data strategies and some of the distributions booked record levels of venture capital funding. But today, nobody cares. Why is that? What happened? Mm. Well, let's talk about Hadoop's roots for a moment. In 2007, the Apache Hadoop open source project was released to the public. The project was based on the storage tech called MapReduce, developed by Google to house the entire World Wide Web. What it did phenomenally well was offer an open door to data while allowing organizations to scale that data footprint on cheap hardware. Up until that point, organizations had been paying through the nose to store data on expensive enterprise class hard drives. So there was real value in using Hadoop to store this massive quantity of data. This was Hadoop's strength. Its weakness at the time, however, was security, orchestration, query speed, and the complexity of queries. Over time, those weaknesses have been addressed, but query speed still remains a thorn in the side of many Hadoop deployments. This is largely because of the way Hadoop stores its data. Let me try to give you a tangible example. Imagine I gave you a college history book, but in this book, there are no titles, no chapter headings, no subheadings, just 500 pages of textbook-sized reading. Now, imagine I asked you to try and find out how much World War II cost each country. It would certainly take you quite a bit of time to come up with the answer, especially because I'm asking a deeper level of specificity. I don't just want to know where World War II is in the book. I want to know exactly how much it cost each country. But if I add those chapter headings and everything else back into the book, it suddenly takes a lot less time to come up with that answer. Albeit imperfect, this is a good parody to why many corporate customers were disappointed when they tried to use Hadoop for enterprise Wide analytics. I'm not saying that Hadoop doesn't have enterprise-wide success stories to tell, but where we find those success stories, we find the tried and true practices of data aggregation and data schemas. But query speed is only half of the equation of why Hadoop lost steam. The cloud is at the root of its demise. The big vendors in the cloud space have been offering their own storage layers, which now basically do everything Hadoop does, but without the hassle of managing a ton of hardware. 
Interestingly enough, most of these cloud vendors were housing Hadoop deployments all the while creating their own cheaper alternatives over the last five years. And these alternatives don't require its users to do much in terms of managing redundancy, server uptime, etc. Now, just like Hadoop, these storage layers are not super great at high-speed, high-frequency queries. But that's okay, because there are other solutions within the cloud space which are good at such queries, and they integrate seamlessly with their native cheap storage layers. So what we're seeing now is organizations trying to leave Hadoop. Many of these organizations are already in the process of offloading Hadoop sequence files into Amazon S3 and other cloud storage platforms because they're cheaper to administer and scale. However, this introduces its own problems. See, Amazon S3 can't natively read Hadoop sequence files without spinning up another Hadoop instance. Because of the sheer number of companies offloading Hadoop to Amazon S3, Intricity created a solution called Read SEQ, which allows companies to read Hadoop sequence files right from Amazon S3. Additionally, it allows organizations to choose the format type they would like to convert their data into, such as JSON, Avro, or Parquet. I don't have a super clear conclusion for you here. I think people have picked apart the components of the Hadoop stack that have worked and the underlying assumptions of data warehouses have moved uh, things around. Um, ETL pipelines have you know, been refined by quite a bit with the rise of airflow. Um, there's just a lot that has been taken apart. I just don't find them any, any of those explanations super satisfactory, but these are what I've found so far.